0: I talk with Jotham S. Stein about his new book, Negotiate Like a CEO, how to get ahead with lessons learned from top entrepreneurs and executives. Jotham Stein, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast.
1: Great to be here, John. Thanks for having me on your show. Yeah, it is a pleasure to be with you today. And I'm really excited to talk about your
0: new book, Negotiate Like a CEO, How to Get Ahead with Lessons Learned from Top Entrepreneurs and Executives. And I think that's, that's a really important just underlying message in your book is that we all need to take ownership over our own careers, over our own jobs, and kind of our own career path and trajectory. And it would be really nice if organizations that we work for proactively try to develop us into future leaders and and help us uh, generate and, and develop the the competencies and capabilities that we need in our careers. That would be really nice. And I, as an HR professional uh, and OD and, and change management consultant, that's something I advocate for in organizations. But the reality is, we can't count on that. We can't count on organizations doing it for us. So we have to own it. We have to take responsibility for it, and we have to make it happen. And so, taking you know, having a CEO mindset, I, I think, is very very important. As we get started, I just wanted to share Jotham's bio with everybody. Jotham S. Stein is the principal of the law offices of Jotham S. Stein, PC. He has more than 25 years of experience representing entrepreneurs, C-suite executives, board members, venture capitalists, private equity principals, investment bankers, as well as employees of companies of all types and sizes. He has negotiated numerous employment agreements, separation agreements, M&A agreements, Change in control agreements, stock option agreements, restricted stock agreements, management, carve out agreements, non compete agreements, and much, much more. Mr. Stein is also a litigator. He has represented individuals and corporate clients in state and federal courts and in multi district litigation before state and federal agencies and in arbitration, including before JAMS, the American Arbitration Association, and FINRA. He also has served as a part time general counsel of a high tech. Silicon Valley company. His new book, Negotiate Like a CEO, is an engaging look at how top entrepreneurs and executives protect themselves and how you can too. Again, it's a pleasure to have you. Anything else you would like to share with me or my listeners by way of background, personal context, or your story before we launch on into the conversation about the book?
1: Uh, not so much about my story, but I would say that uh, I know your podcast is about uh, maximizing uh, your personal and uh, and organizational potential and that's exactly what the book is about from an individual perspective i regularly uh wind up telling clients uh look out for number one in your employment agreement meaning you personally but be- or your offer letter before you actually join the company and even on the back end when there's a back-end separation negotiation my, my words are almost always you know maximize your personal return here because in the in the back end, the company doesn't want you. On the front end, you want to prepare yourself for for a, a good a good career. Is it safe to say that I can't assume that the organization is going to be
0: looking out for my best interests in those situations?
1: <laughs> uh, you can. It's safe to say that hundred percent of the time.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So you have a tremendous amount of experience in all these forms of agreements, as well as litigation, and obviously that can feel daunting to people. Uh, you know, the, I, and I have to admit in organizations, when I feel like there's an overly compliance based culture where it's very legalistic and where, um, where people are always, you know, it one way of kind of a crass way of saying it is people covering their butts. Um, you know, that tends in my mind to not be the most high engaging and innovative, uh, psychologically safe kind of an organizational culture. Yeah, it's a it's a really common culture, and so I, I I wonder what your take is on like how do you strike the balance between just the grim reality of you got to look out for yourself and you have to make sure that you're covering your bases um, as an employer, as an employee, as a leader, but you also want to make sure that people feel like they have the space to experiment and to iterate and to learn and to grow, and sometimes that means You know, loosening the reins a little bit. Um, You know, there's there's a tension there, and I'm wondering what your general take is on that.
1: There definitely is a tension uh, there, but my my view is you maximize your personal return in your deal with the company, whether it's on the front end as an offer letter or an employment agreement, or on the back end, and that frees you to do what's necessary at the company uh, to help build the company. And whether that's to operate in this organizational morass, which many very mature companies are where they can't do anything without six people being at a meeting. And you always have to worry about who is trying to, you know, stab you in the back so that they can move up the organizational ladder. Or it's at a startup where, where, which is the opposite end of the spectrum where people are doing um, much by the seat of their pants, if you will. And, and you have to be free there as well. So my example uh, in terms of negotiating like a CEO is multiple times in my career um, when I've had CEOs, I say, do not get on that plane and start working for that company until you get your deal done personally. So then you're free. Number one, you're free to 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 then operate the company day to day as you want to. Um, because if the board doesn't like what you're doing, they'll fire you, uh, but you're protected. That's the the major theme in the book. Um, And so once they get on that plane, if they were to do that, and I've had that happen, by the way, and plane can be metaphorical. I mean, going to work, right? Sometimes it's on a plane to go someplace. Once that, even a CEO at a CEO level or at a C-suite level, if they get on that plane and start working, there's often... Months and months and months before they actually get their deal done, and sometimes they don't get every one of their, uh, you know, everything they've been asking for or to want to negotiate, even get negotiated or done. So um, that's the way. Um, if you're protected in employment, whether it's a one-page offer letter that you've protected your equity or some severance or or, or, or medical payments, if you, if that's important to you for Cobra or or, or a twenty-page employment agreement where you're protected, once that happens, then you are. You go into an employment, if you have the tensions like you're describing, if you have the politics with a small P, not a big P, a small P where you've got to figure out what every unit is doing and you can't do stuff because some other, somebody else may complain, or you're at the startup or a mid-level company, then you're, you're, you're free to act because you know you you've essentially have your own insurance policy in place. You've protected your downside personally so that you're more free actually to, to, to reach the potential for the organization. Um, yeah yeah I like that that's the way I see it yeah and I have to admit like
0: I tend to be a trusting person I like to give people the benefit of the doubt I like to think that they have the best of intentions Uh, and you know I I would say I maybe I'm just a naive optimistic person but I I would say generally speaking most people want to do well by others most people want to uh, want to have integrity and live up to their word and such But I have to say, like I've I've been bitten the butt um, several times in the past, just because uh, things that we were very clearly uh, agreed upon, um, oh you know even over email, but certainly spoken and hadn't been finalized yet in in a formal document. um, You know, we we move forward in good faith, recognizing there was an agreement, and then they they balk they change the agreement they you know end up you feeling you feel like you're thrown under the bus a little bit and that's happened to me several times i've seen it happen to other people several times again i'm probably just being naive about how i approach that and and other people would say well business is, isn't personal whatever um, but the reality is you you do have to make sure that you get things in writing you do have to make sure even when it, you think everyone trusts each other and everyone has the best of intentions you know, people's memory fades, people's understanding of what was agreed upon may fade over time. Uh, and so even without any particular malice, things can get dropped or lost in the shuffle, and you end up not having the protections you thought you were going to have, uh, or you end up not getting, you know, all, all the things that you fe- felt like you agreed upon.
1: Yes, actually, I was smiling uh, when you were telling me the story about how you when you were talking about how you've been bit in the butt, because my th- first thought is you should have read my book uh, earlier in your life. Um, of course, I hadn't written it then, but um, uh, because you're absolutely 100% right. Um, listen, there are people as honest as the day is long out there. There are t- people who so- shake a, a hands on a contract and they'll do exactly what they intended. And their memory is such that they will do exactly what was agreed on. But in reality, um, and, and I'm not even saying it's a majority of the time, but in reality, what you described happens a lot. People's memories fade or even worse, um, money becomes involved, a job becomes involved. And so they you get thrown under the bus uh, and this happens at every level. It happens from the entry level, just out of just out of college, you're getting a job, all the way to the CEO level. So that's the point of protecting yourself, entering into a what I call professional prenuptial agreement. You can't do you can't you can't cover everything you're going to do in work because things change. But what you can do is protect your personal. Um, your personal labor, the value of your labor, which often is equity, it, it might be commissions, it might be um, separation agreements. So if you do get kicked out, because things change, um, and they, they change for good reasons, and they change for bad reasons. And if you get kicked out, that you have a, a platform, um, you know, a soft landing, so that you can um, reincarnate yourself, get another job, um, change careers, whatever it is you want to do. And, um, and what you've described is, uh, things go wrong for many different reasons sometimes they go wrong for Machiavellian reasons like people are out there and they 'll stab you in the back and that 's to get to get a promotion to protect their job because they 're afraid uh, frankly because they may want your equity they may want your stock so they, they in the startup world you get fired because somebody else wants your stock but it also happens uh, in in a in, with no malice at all people 's memories fade as you describe or uh, there's some psychological i 'm not a psychologist but Psychologically, people believe certain things that happen in time because either they want to believe it, or that's the most recent information they have, and so they would actually pack, pass a lie detector test. When you know that two years ago you agreed on X, they will they would testify and they'd believe and they'd pass a lie detector test that actually what you agreed on was Y, which is throwing you under the bus, uh, and, and and they would be honest about it. There, there's it's just the way the mind works. So I'm not presupposing when I say everyone should protect themselves that it's necessarily malicious. Um, right. it, it could be totally well intentioned, but, but but it happens. We, yeah. But regardless,
0: it, it, regardless of intention, it happens. And exactly. so you, you do have to be careful. And I like how you're framing this. And again, you're not framing it in my mind. It's not really a fear-based framing. You're saying, let's do this. Let's get it out of the way. Let's make sure that we have the agreements in place that everyone's on the same page, we can hold each other mutually accountable, and then just get it out of the way so you can do your work and not worry about it, right?
1: Exactly. Uh, listen, and all of the concepts in this protection is get it out of the way. And if you've done, you've been acting in the best interest of the company, although the company may decide you're you, you, they don't want you anymore for any number of reasons, you get your protection, you get your insurance. Uh, and, and I can describe what that might be. A- and if you've done your, be- you know, if you've done something really wrong, you've embezzled, you shouldn't get anything. And that's what that's what the, that's what the way contracts are written. There's something called cause, and the employee wants to, the executive or the entrepreneur or the new employee wants to narrowly define cause. And of course, the company wants to make it so broad that everything is cause. But um, that, that's a, a sort of another discussion. But the issue is get it out of the way. Your personal protection. So if you don't have to worry at night. Um, You're doing the best job you can. And you know that if you get terminated, let's just use equity, you'll have a year of acceleration or you'll have all the acceleration of your equity. So then you can go out and do your job without the worry all the time that you have to look behind your back. I mean, you want to, you're going to look behind your back anyway, because that's the natural way of doing things. And nobody likes to get fired. Um, um, No matter how secure you are, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a wrenching experience, even for people who want to get fired because they have great employment agreements. It's still tough on that day. Right. Uh, But, but at least you can be free in the organization to do what you believe is, is necessary. Otherwise, what you have is particularly mature organizations, people don't, they don't even try to create. They don't even try to innovate because it it could be such a downside to them that they figure, okay, we'll just go along or they innovate at this level when they should be trying to innovate at this level. I mean, uh, right. Yep.
0: Yep. Well, good. So I think you've given us a good framing for the book and, and really even, you know, the main purpose of the book, but I'm wondering if there's, if, if there's anything else you'd like to share in terms of just Why this book? Why now? What inspired you to write the book in the first place? Check out my new book, The Future Leader, creating and transforming next-gen organizations. Stemming from two decades of professional experience and over 600 in-depth interviews with executives, thought leaders, and scholars from across the globe, The Future Leader will help you explore the ordinary, everyday actions that will help you to prepare to lead in the future of work, to respond to an uncertain future, and to produce extraordinary results for individuals, teams, and organizations. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Academy,
1: I'd say uh, a, a couple of things. Uh, first, the, the book is not only um, fiction, uh, nonfiction, which is how to protect yourself, what to look out for in employment. It, I also wrote, and I had a, uh, had a fun time doing it, 59 um, um, fictional stories. They're sort of repeats, if you, were in a, if you were in the repeat events that happen over and over and over again. And, and so I, I sat in a Pete's coffee, and I, and I wrote the, wrote these stories, which I, which I hope are very entertaining for the reader, but they underscore exactly what we're talking about. So including getting forced out or pushed out of a company, there are multiple different ways that can happen in, in three or four or so of the 59 stories are about that. Um, why I wrote the book is because I have all this experience. Like I, I, I can't say I've seen everything because every day or every week I see something new, but. I've seen quite a bit over the 25 years at all different levels, and the, the from the best things that happen, IPOs going, people exiting, people becoming what we call financially independent, that they're moving along the trajectory of their career and really succeeding. And I've seen on the back end uh, a, a lot of nasty, bad stuff, and um, you know where people get forced out for all sorts of reasons, including, um, sad to say, by people who stood up at their wedding. Uh, and so I wanted to bring that. Uh, um, um, to 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 the readers, I wanted to share my experience and actually help them. That was the purpose of the book. Um, that and and having a fun time writing it. And um, it, one of the fascinating things about employment is, um, as you must know from your career, looking at it uh, from the other perspective, is that it's so much part of our lives. We spend so much time in a job and in, in our career and in protecting our family and 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 doing what we do all day. And yet, so many people. Most people don't know much about the employment um, dynamics, what happens, why you would need an offer letter, what the company's interest, for example, in narrowing, the, in broadening the definition of causes, you know, what, what good things can happen in an organization and what bad things, and, and how to read the tea leaves. Um, and, and, and sometimes reading the tea leaves means you, you, you know that it's not gonna, you're not gonna succeed there no matter how much you try in this organization. So um, best to get out and find a new job. And, and all of those things that happen, all these agreements, um, you know, NDAs, management carve out agreements, non-compete agreements, employment agreements, change of control agreements, all that stuff. I, I, I know intuitively now after 25 years, and I want to, it's, it's fascinating to me that even the shrewdest, the most accomplished, um, employee em, employees, um, executives, uh, entrepreneurs, um, sometimes have no idea about, uh, the dynamics, the employment relationship what the other side might be thinking, whether the other side is the boss, or an organization, or a potential acquirer or the investors. And so I wanted to help people. And that's why I wrote the book.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, that's excellent. And what do you see as some of the most common ways that executives or, or leaders and organizations tend to get taken advantage of by their companies?
1: Uh, They uh, do what you say uh, is more your personality as they trust everything is going to work out well and uh, organizations change. There are competing considerations. People don't always agree with you. Uh, Board members might not agree with you at the C-suite level. Your CEO might not agree with you. Or they might need somebody to take the fall so they can continue to to work there. And uh, everybody thinks it's going to work well. I I have that same view. I always look at somebody and think positively about them. But uh, they get taken advantage of because at the time of the exit, um, they don't receive as much in a separation agreement, in a back-end separation agreement had as they would have had they used their leverage on day one and listen it's tough the reason why you want to negotiate like a ceo is most ceos the overwhelming number of ceos negotiate their seventh agreement on day one all right they come to the company they're going to run and they have their exit already planned now do any of them think they're going to exit when they start a company no or, or almost none. I can't say no for everybody, but they're doing it to protect their downside uh, because those that don't, um, whether it's at the C-suite level or whether it's individuals who have leverage going in, and there are many um, first-year, second-year employees um, that might have more leverage than they think, especially in this environment where where, where companies are looking to hire. Um, and I use as an easy example coders, people who do coding. They are in such Big demand that they, they get great salaries I'm always amazed the first year out of the first year out of undergraduate I mean they got more salary than I got coming out of law school now I know that was a long time ago but um, they can protect themselves sometimes at that level and and uh, but it's tough right the CEO comes in and says you give me a severance agreement on day one a professional prenuptial agreement uh, which is called an employment agreement but what it's really doing is protecting the downside on the back end of separation agreement but everyone else, you know, they come in and they think, well, if I ask for something to protect myself, I'm signaling that it might not work out. And, uh, and, and that that's a bad thing because I want to go in a hundred percent to show this company I'm a hundred percent behind them. But the fact of the matter is um, you, you're, you're just acting shrewdly. And, and if you, and if you're at, at the C-suite level, and I sometimes have this, what kind of CEO is hiring some EVP or a VP w- would want to hire that person if they didn't have a lawyer, right? In this world, you would want to have a lawyer to help you to protect yourself so that you can be free and to, to use your skills moving on. Now, but it's still tough, right? It's the idea that I'm going to ask for something on the back end because it might not work out. And um, and that's a disconnect, personal and psychological disconnect that that happens a lot.
0: Yeah, and if, if it is an organization where the person hiring you doesn't like the fact that you're asking about that, doesn't like the fact that you're trying to get your ducks in a row and, and get these agreements in place, you know, that's a red flag. And, and maybe you should be looking somewhere else, right?
1: That's true. Um, it is a red flag um, because it, it, it's a, it may indicate a culture or just an individual, a boss that has sort of a command and control mindset and not uh, not collaborative. However, I have to say that it it, it also um, is part of nature too, a natural thought process. So there are um, many managers out there who don't themselves have protection. So they're going to say, why the heck should I give you something that I don't have? And I came in here and it's worked out for me. And so therefore, um, it's the company sees it, the individual sees it as a red flag. So it's a, whether, which they should not, because often that manager or or manager's manager's CEO has a great protection, as do everybody at the C-suite level. But, um, and so organizationally, um, the organization would, 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 They may not want to give you what you're asking for at a lower level or at an entry level. They may may push back on it for organizational reasons, but the respect at the senior level that you're asking for it might be there, whereas in the organization in the middle, um, they're considering that a red flag. It's not corporate deviance, but it's corporate misalignment, if you will. Um, But that happens a lot in reality. And you know what? I've had lots of employees, um, clients from every level, including all the way to the CEO level, it says... Thank you for fully informing me about, about this employment agreement. Thank you for telling me the risks I'm taking, and I'm going to take those risks anyway, and I'm not going to ask for A, B, and C. One of the stories in my book, you know, is, a, is about uh, a, a, a uh, it's called something like, uh, I, I'm, I'm, they cheated me, but I did okay anyway. It's uh, which is a repeat situation you have at, at a at 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 a, a C suite level. Um, somebody does not negotiate for everything. They know they're taking the risk, and it's happened to me with, with repeat repeat clients. They're very happy. They get fully informed. They say, "Jotham, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna protect myself here." And I've had people call me up and say, "You know what?" I got ripped off. They 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 didn't pay me X, but you know what? I did Y. I got Y. I got uh, you know one million, two million, three million dollars in just two or three years. That's a great return. If I had listened to you, I would have gotten a much better return. Uh, but it's okay. Uh, I knew what I was doing when I went in. So uh, what I mean to say by that story in the book is, and also this what I'm telling you now is, uh, discussing now is that you know, it's all about risk-taking, right? You have to make a business decision. And a lot of people say, thank you, I'm taking the risk. And so, but if you do that, you want to do that with your eyes wide open, right? You want to know what can happen. and, And in part, so that if it happens, you feel better about yourself. But also if it happens or starting to happen, you can hopefully transition out to a new position before it does, the negative does happen. The risk you've taken does happen.
0: Yeah, yeah, excellent. And Yeah, just again, it's, it's important to protect yourself, get things taken care of on the outset so that you can free yourself up to just not even worry about it and to just focus on doing your work, doing a good job being strategic, innovating, all those things, all those good things that we want to be able to just get to that point where we're not constantly worrying about, well, what if, and, and, you know, what's going to happen to me, blah, 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 like just get all that stuff done from the outset. Now I will also say, and I'll, I'll make a, a pitch for anyone listening, who's an executive or organizational leader, like it is never okay to exploit your people. And it's never okay. <laughs> like we do need to have some integrity, Can I count on that from the organization? No. Um, so that's why we need to have protections in place, but let's also do right by our people. Let's not exploit them. Let's not take advantage of them. Let's not try to get away with doing as little as possible. Um, you know, but rather let's, let's really treat people as though they are valued. If we, if we believe they're important to our organization, let's show them that we value them and let's honor agreements and let's not you know, look for loopholes and try to find ways that we can throw people under the bus. So that's, that's maybe this utopian ideal world that I'm hoping for in some at some point in the future. I also recognize the reality. And so that's why we need to make sure that we're keeping ourselves safe. And ultimately, let's just get things in writing. And that way, both sides are happy and both sides can move forward uh, in good faith and, and uh, make sure good things are happening.
1: I do wanna say there are many, many companies where the corporate culture is positive in the way you just described, it's collaborative. And even when they come to terminate in an, an employee, they treat them well. Um, and there are many mature companies that do that that way. And there are many um, even startups that work that way. People, uh, it, it really depends on who the managers are in the corporate culture. And there are some companies that are sort of in the middle. Um, they have what's called an ERISA separation plan. So you, you look at a plan if you time to be terminated and they put that in place. And so if you've been there a certain number of years and made a certain amount of money, here's what you get on the back end. Those are uh, severance plans that are put in place and they are you can you can actually check out on a chart where you fall on that, and 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 there are some that do that uh, give beneficent beneficent uh, good uh, good uh, exit uh, uh, packages for everyone because they want to have that kind of corporate culture. And there are many companies out there. And like I, I think I said earlier, there are many people as honest as the day is long, and 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 are, are, and you know they come to terminate uh, an employee and they treat them well, even if they don't have an employment agreement. Uh, the problem is that, um, you know, this is a big world and this is a big country. And there are certain com- companies that are run just the opposite. Um, the, the mindset of the managers, uh, it's not the way I would run a company, but I don't run all the companies. And, you know, it's it's to set people off against each other and to have people running around in fear, essentially, from every level. And so, um, you know, you, you, you sometimes, many times you're not sure what kind of company you're entering into. Uh, And uh, with employment, as hard as you try, you you won't know until you're there. That's the idea of protecting yourself um, in in case things go wrong. And we hope they go right. And they may even go right a a majority of the time. But if they go wrong 20% of the time or 10% or whatever it is, that's what you're protecting against. Um, So you're not stuck um, because somebody stabbed you in the back or for one reason or another or things didn't go well. And listen, many times... People are unsuccessful at the first company they go to, the second company they go to, and then they're stars at the third company. And they rise up at a mature company or they bring, they bring a startup public. So, um, you know, not every place is right for everyone. Not every career is right. Not every position is right. And, which is yep, also absolutely. Another another thing you can you know reincarnate yourself you shouldn't you shouldn't be afraid to do that
0: yeah wonderful well jotham this has just been a real pleasure i know at the time i'm gonna have to let you go here in just a minute but before we wrap up for today i wanted to give you a chance to share with listeners how they can connect with you find out more about your work uh, where they can find your book and then give us a final word on the topic for today
1: uh So if you want to buy Negotiate Like a CEO, uh, you can just go to Amazon and type in Negotiate uh, Like a CEO into Amazon Books, and then it will come up. Uh, If you'd like to learn more about the book um, or more about me, you can go to NegotiateLikeaceo.net. That's uh, NegotiateLikeaceo.net. And, um, and uh, you will see um, information about the book so you can think about whether you want to buy it, you could buy it on the website, you'll see a way to contact me There's a contact page. uh, And um, even some of these fictional stories I described, there's two two on the website, uh, I think, about the book or one of the sections of the book and you can learn, you can read them and see whether, whether they entice you to buy the book. So uh, um, that's how to get a hold of me. Um, and, and the book. You could also type in. I think you can just Google "negotiate like a CEO" and it will come up. And I think what comes up is Amazon and whatever other booksellers there are, and that would that would get you to where you want to go if you want to buy the book. Um, final uh, word, I guess, is thank you very much for having me on the show, and it was a great conversation. I, I know we have there's sort of two ends of the spectrum: looking out for the individual, and then looking out for the organization. I think we covered. Um, uh, certainly the individual here um but also uh, with a reflection on how organizations work and and uh and, and hopefully hopefully everything works out for all your listeners in their career uh, but if they don't uh, if it doesn't you want to protect yourself from the beginning and uh and um, that's the theme of the book and i appreciate very much being on your show
0: wonderful thank you so much jotham it's been a pleasure i encourage listeners to reach out get connected find out more about what jotham can do for you check out the book and as always i hope everyone can stay healthy and safe that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day and i hope you all have a great week bluer than indigo leadership the journey of becoming a truly remarkable leader